Why, hello there. My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Cloudy Dewey. And this is Wittenberg Radio. It is October 24th, 2017, and it is episode 106. Claudia, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Kenji? Uh, not bad. You know what? You know what? Feeling, feeling, feeling all right. That's good. You know, I've got a question for you. Uh... Did you hear that? Yeah. Was it That was from the door again, eh? From the closet <laughs> door. I I I think I think so. Huh. Well, anyways, uh you know, we'll deal with that later. Uh let's talk about upcoming events. On October 30th and 31st, there will be the JJ Tyson lectures. Uh every year CMU gets someone awesome to come talk and do some lectures on a topic so this year dr c arnold schneider Ooh. is going to be talking about i assume reformation type things because it is 500 years since the reformation began so that's very exciting um some of you will probably even have to go for classes and stuff but even if you're not uh required to they're really really cool and i i always enjoy them so that is something to watch out for um on the sports side of things, there are soccer games and basketball games uh, this weekend. There's a basketball game Friday night here at the gym on campus. Uh, there are soccer games at our home base as well at, at Waverly. As always, I'm here to talk about uh, the next entry in the classic film series brought to you by the CMU Department of English and Sue Sorensen. This week, we'll be, we will be returning to Marpeck Commons to look at Frankenstein, the 1931 classic horror film starring Boris Karloff and directed by James Whale. Uh, this is a classic horror film. Um, all those Halloween masks you see of Frankenstein are based off this famous film. Uh, we're going to be showing it at uh, Marpeck Commons this Thursday, 8.30 p.m., and of course, it's free admission as always. So come on by, get scared, and get ready to see Frankenstein. Oh, uh, Claudia, do you know what's happening next week? I have no clue what is happening next week. Can you please tell me what's happening next week, Kenji? Well, it's time for a spooky, scary Halloween, but also, it is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation next week. Uh, right. On October 31st, this year, it'll be exactly 500 years since Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses on the Wittenberg door. Uh, so this is pretty wild. I don't, I can't imagine a lot of uh, people celebrating this, uh, celebrating this uh, on the 31st. Uh, I don't, can't imagine there's going to be a lot of kids um, nailing their own theses <laughs> to people's doors. I think they're just going to be knocking on those doors and hoping to get candy instead. But nevertheless, uh, this is uh, kind of exciting, um, especially in, uh, for Wittenberg Radio. After mm -hmm. a while, we're named after uh, this very famous event. So, uh, or infamous event, depending on who you ask. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's exciting. We're not really quite sure what we're going to do uh, yet for next week's episode, but, you know, we'll probably do something special. Maybe we'll bring on someone uh, cool to maybe talk about the Reformation and uh, maybe also talk about Halloween. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty wild. But just wanted to remind you that in the times of uh, high stress, as school keeps on, you know, uh, riling up as always, do have some uh, time to celebrate these two interesting uh uh, events. So, yeah. Today on the show, we have the pleasure of talking to Lizzie Schrag. Uh, she is a transfer student from Kansas, and is this year she's the co-director of Peace and Sustainability. Uh, we've had 
a couple of conversations, her and I, and at at the Blau Rock where Wittenberg once started. Uh, it's it's a great place for for good conversation. We've had a lot there, and I thought it would be a really good idea to have her on the show to talk about her involvement in um, in some social justice movements, particularly Bill C two six two, and and just in general what that what that feels like and how that involves. Um, our lives as, as students at CMU. So thanks for being here, Lizzie. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to um, keep having these conversations. They're really, really yeah. interesting and meaningful to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I would agree. I, I share that. And I think that if, if you're listening, um, this is something that uh, is important to a lot of people at CMU. And, and I want to know why. And I think that that is, that is exciting. Uh, so, so please listen up. I think this is some good stuff. Uh, so s- to start off, um, I've heard the term solidarity activism used a lot, and um, I'm wondering how you how you would understand that term, and if that's something that you feel like you are doing. So I just recently came across the term solidarity activism. I'm actually I'm writing a paper on power and privilege and protest and so that's where I came across the term. Um, so I yeah I'm not not totally familiar with it yet um, but I think that it it goes along kind of with the term ally would be one that I'd be more familiar with. Um, but in social movements that don't affect you, um, but that people remain engaged in and remain working towards, even though, um, like, for example, Bill C-262, the outcome isn't going to affect me. I'm not a Canadian. I'm a white middle-class university student, but it's something that it's still important um, because it it still matters. Hmm. Why do you think it matters? because um, because indigenous people are human beings um, and they they were on this land first and and the same um, indigenous settler story happened in my home country my um, my own ancestors got our got their farmland, got our farmland, um, because the government didn't want tribes living on it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's tied to my own history, but even if, even if it wasn't, I think it still matters. And I think that, um, as someone who calls themselves a Christian, that, that that is who I am created to be. And that is who I am. And God is someone that is called to, um, care about other people even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't affect me that's beautiful um do you think so one of my hesitations around advocating for something that doesn't directly affect me is that it uh sometimes it gives me the feeling like am I taking away um the yeah the dignity of the person that is uh actually directly affected by it in in advocating maybe for them or in place of them um like as though they can't do it themselves. Is that something that you would share, or can you talk about that sort of feeling? I think that's what a lot of um, solidarity activists feel. Yeah, I think um, that feeling and that fear is there because it happens mm-hmm. um, in so many ways. 
it happens um, where people try to do good work and they really just step on the toes um, I kind of like the term countenance of benevolence, um, mm-hmm. but this idea that I'm I'm going in to do good and so I can't do wrong. Um, but there's always so much potential for um, things to go wrong and things, things not to go as planned. Um, so I think that it's, it's important to be aware of that um, and it's important to be cautious of that. Um, but I don't think that that can stand in the way I think that that can also become an excuse Mm -hmm. and I was fortunate enough to have a a conversation with Irma Fastuik one of the professors here Um, and she was talking about her her time in ministry and when she was a a female pastor in a church in a time when there were no female pastors Mm -hmm. and how during that time how affirming it was for men to come up to her and say hey we're glad you're here. We want to support you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and thinking into my own life and instances where I've had you know, the people in power giving me support um, in situations where I was kind of the exception to the rule and how affirming and how helpful that is. And so I think that mm-hmm. when it's done well and it's done cautiously, um, those feelings can be maybe not over come but at least um worked through and and just able to let sit there Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah and also I think around this uh for me there has been I think sometimes we get bogged down in our history and this overwhelming sense of of guilt and uh and now we or we feel that we need to somehow reverse that by doing all these good things um as though as though that might like erase it which I know is is on like that's that's not even possible like that's not on the on the realm of of what's being done um but I but do you think that is across the board for for people that aren't directly affected by causes is that or especially probably around indigenous issues um yeah is that something that a lot of people feel you think I think so um yeah I would definitely say that guilt is one of my motivating factors because I I feel bad I don't want to hurt anyone um and it's I mean it's painful to know that inherently because of who I am and the ways that I benefit are someone has hurt Mm -hmm. um deeply because of them um but I think that kind of to be aware that maybe that's the human tendency to think that we can fix things Mm -hmm. all on our own um and we can try and we can you know get quite a ways but I think there's that's where faith comes in and you're saying I can do what I can do but then I've just gotta kind of give it up and give it over to this higher power and and let that fill in the cracks mm-hmm. yeah you speak very much about your faith involved in this and I find that fascinating because uh yeah it, it's refreshing to see maybe religion really giving it an honest shot uh trying to re uh rewrite how how we act in in these situations as christians um and and that's something i see here at cmu a lot about uh yeah living your faith uh is that (laughs) yeah living living your faith in a way that that is political right acknowledging that that everything we do is political even if we like to live our quiet you know the quiet in the land but uh yeah, recognizing that is something that I think is, is fostered here as well. Would you agree? 
Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I just wrote an exam for biblical and theological studies course, mm-hmm. so that's maybe where all the faith talk is coming from. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I also, I think that at least for me, as someone who cares about what's going on in the world, and I think that there are a lot of folks at CMU who really care about what's happening in the world um, and our place in it and kind of working through identity and working through these conversations. Um, And for me, CMU is a place where faith could finally make sense with Hmm. that um, and where I had permission and I had professors and people alongside me that um, were brave enough to view God as a God of social justice. Um, And I, I say brave enough because I think it takes kind of a a courage to admit that and to admit that that we're wrong um a lot of the time and and wrong in the sense that that we contribute to injustice and so um needing to acknowledge that and needing faith to acknowledge that i think is is important Mm -hmm. do you have you participated in in protests um around or i guess yeah, like with posting, for example, let's say the bridge, right? You put the big, as Peace and Sustainability, you put up posters um, that, that said like CMU for Bill C-262. Um, when you're doing that, uh, what is your motivation behind that from a, from a faith perspective or from a, from a CMU Peace and Sustainability uh, club? D- does theology enforce that action? Yeah, I think you've got to stir things up sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, uh, I think Jesus is highly misunderstood, and I think the term is highly misused, um, but I think that there's also a lot of really good arguments that Jesus was pretty radical, and huh. Jesus was pretty revolutionary, um, and it's okay if we are too, um, always keeping in mind Jesus was also um, a big advocate for nonviolence, mm-hmm. um, and so I think peacefully stirring things up is is okay. It's there. It's in the Bible, um, and also it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. I would agree. It is so fun. So okay, uh, we are out of time, unfortunately. This has been wonderful. Uh, I would encourage anyone who's listening to uh, get educated about what's what's going on once again uh, and and reflect on your own life, how you feel uh, being involved in in political or social action. Um, Yeah, these are exciting times. And I think that there's a there's a role for everyone to play in it. So thank you very much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me and anyone listening. Send a postcard. Right. My music pick for this week uh, comes from Begonia's new album, or her EP, uh, Lady in Mind, and it is the title track that I'm going to play for you. Um, Lady in Mind, it is so catchy. I think I listened to it on repeat my whole way to school, which for those of you who know that I live pretty far away is is a long time. It's just so so nice, and harmonies are good and groovy, and yeah, and it just reflects... uh, this, this idea of wanting to be something that seems a little bit unattainable sometimes and expectations are set and yet you just keep trying to fulfill them. So it's about the struggle, I think. 
and I really enjoy it, and I hope you do too. Here is Lady in Mind. Been trying hard to keep myself from keeping myself from revealing. I've got a real good feeling, feeling. episode of Wittenberg Radio. Remember to check out those events that we mentioned and have a really good week. Yeah, and have a lovely Halloween. Uh, Remember to stay safe and also have a lovely Reformation Day. Don't go nailing uh, theses on people's uh, doors. They probably wouldn't appreciate it. Um, My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Claudia Dewey. And we'll see you next week.
Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.